0: on there. Oh, yeah, this is the mic. I don't have to be so close to when I use. That's right. Um <laughs> or at least No, not yet. I'm I'm going to start it. And we're doing now. 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 We're here and y'all are there. We're here and y'all are there. Well, that Between the
1: Buried and Me new album just came out, Colors. Colors 2, the second. Colors 2, the new Colors, the second Colors, and uh, I have
0: yet to listen to it. In <laughs> hey, everybody. We welcome, will not talk about it today. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Frown Room. Yeah, we know we just put out a uh, a new um, episode of the Frown Room. I mean, no. We know we just did an episode of the Frown Room where we did uh, Colors by Between the Buried and Me. Um, that's the most recent one that came out uh, as we're recording this although we recorded one last weekend with um Jari Lindholm Jari Lindholm from uh In Shine which is not out yet but will be out uh in a pr- in a couple days probably and yep. um, and uh, now we're here today, and we're just gonna kind of hang out. Uh, Doug hasn't listened to the new "Between the Buried and Me" album that came out on Friday because he's a big fat loser. I know. And I have, uh, I've been, I've been bad. He's been bad, and so now, now we have nothing to talk about. So uh, we're just. Gonna- oh come on now! <laughs> I'm just kidding. We had not, we had not actually. No, we had not planned on talking about uh, "Between the Buried." The Berry worst and part is I didn't too. have
1: a, an ice cold Diet Pepsi. So I just have Coca-Cola.
0: Damn dude. I have a I have a cherry I have some cherry Pepsi in the in the fridge. Maybe I'll go get that oh, okay. actually. I've got my Polar seltzer. Uh
1: oh, oh. What? Yeah, you guys have been drinking seltzer lately. Maybe I should switch to seltzer.
0: Yeah, well, see this what is, you got to this... do is you got to drink seltzer. Yeah. You've gotta, you got to you got to hang out in the garage in lawn chairs with your buddies. Um, gotta you got to wear know, a polo shirt. You got to wear a polo shirt and and you know, you know, really sh- you know Shorts that have a really short inseam, and yeah. then you gotta you gotta wear you know uh, what are those sandals that people wear? You gotta wear Birkenstocks, Flip-flops. and you gotta um watch thirty movies all day long with the volume turned way up while you listen while to, listening to Green, to Green Day, day at full, blast. Uh, full volume. You really American Idiot specifically. Uh, you, it, the whole thing is so loud you can't hear anything, and that right. is uh, white boy summer. <laughs> that
1: is the key. Everyone, now you know, you heard it here first. These
0: are the official guidelines to White Boy Summer. I think I'm going to make that the uh, intro. Polar, calorie-free, cranberry, lime, uh, seltzer water. I don't know why I read just, like, everything that was written on the can, but, you know, hey, Branding
1: sometime... is very important on this program.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, geez. So... Ben. been, Doug? What's going on in your life? Well,
1: I mean, other than the usual stuff, um... I've been rewatching the anime series Neon Genesis Evangelion.
0: Oh, that's a great show. For the first I that time in,
1: in many ages. Um, and and it's interesting because they, they recently um, did this four-part movie quadrology. Um, uh, well, the the last movie of the four-part movies was just released, and I had watched it with a couple of friend, mutual friends of ours. Um, and it was interesting um and i thought you know maybe i should rewatch the original series um with like a fresh perspective a fresh set of eyes so uh, that's
0: kind of what i've been doing with that um oh man you know it's funny doug that is kind of the same arc that i was on when i watched evangelion the first time and this was like a long time ago at this point this was like right 2013 at this point but um right the first time I watched the show, I watched it all the way through yeah. and I didn't really love it. I didn't think it was bad, but I was just kind of bored by it. I didn't get it. Mm. And then I watched the rebuild movies, which at that time, only the three of them were out the first three. Right. Right. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually pretty good. I might go back and watch the show again. And I watched the show again and I watched End of Evangelion again. And I was like, oh, this is, this is actually as good as everybody says it is. So, you know? Yeah,
1: it is. It is. The original series is quite good. Um, I yeah I had a I had a thing where you know when I originally watched it I wasn't the biggest fan of it myself but um, I think that fresh perspective is certainly helping. Um, I feel like one of the things that hurt hurt my enjoyment of the show historically was uh you know it's kind of it's kind of like how people will say like you know I hate metal music but Tool is the best metal band. You know, like people people would say, like, oh, you know, I hate I hate mecha anime. I hate anime with giant robots. But you know, Evangelion's the best, the best mecha anime.
0: I I hear people, you mean people like me, right? (laughs) What you mean, people like me, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I mean that that seems to be like a pretty common like trope, and like specifically like American and Western anime fans who who weren't cultured properly um as far as that genre goes um but it's you know it's like the same comment with like I think in rap music it's like oh yeah rap music sucks but Eminem is the best rapper you know like like I'm sure there's everyone I'm sure there's like an equivalent for like every kind of media like every genre of anything like you know there's there's some like there's some specific thing in that media that that like a larger uh, chunk of the populace may have like consumed for some reason or another, and and now because they haven't really experienced anything else in that genre and don't realize like oh like this was actually influenced by a whole bunch of other stuff and is only one of many like great examples of it. Um, you know, they just hold that up as like, this is the shining beacon of this genre. This is the best thing this genre will ever have to offer without, you know, really, you know, and it's like, it's like Eminem may be a great rapper, you know, Tool may be a great band. I have yet to find any evidence to support that fact. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: dude, we're going to make a lot of people mad with that one. I'm sorry. I'm Probably more than normal. I I had to
1: put that one out there. I had to say it. I had to say it. I'm sure. I'm sure they're a great band. Um, I'm told. I'm told they're fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I'm told but... they're
0: fantastic. <laughs> but you know.
1: <laughs> oh just... my god.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying, though. I wonder. I wonder who that is for jazz. I'm thinking about jazz. Yeah. Well,
1: like jazz I mean, peop- is so like antiquated at this point in a weird way. Like, as far as like mainstream musical culture goes right like
0: yeah i mean yeah. people jazz has no purchase like people know people don't even know what jazz is like people don't wouldn't right, even know right like people you know it's like you can say tool metal like those things are very you know like tool is definitely a metal band right right like right. but people would be like oh yeah jazz like i don't even know what people think jazz is nowadays right you know? like i mean i guess you could say like i mean
1: a lot of people seem to know who john coltrane is but
0: yeah, but do they like? That's something I would. Yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, do, 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 do people like do people who don't specifically
1: like jazz music listen to Coltrane nowadays? Definitely, you know, like probably not. I would think like I don't know. Was would you consider Frank Sinatra a jazz musician? Frank,
0: actually, you know what? I think I found the answer. They the answer is is nor, normies say. Uh, oh, you know, I don't like jazz. I don't really listen to jazz, but I really like the album "Kind of Blue" by Miles Davis. So there you go. That's that's the answer, actually. Okay. All right. I will. I which, will put that in my notebook. Which is good because I mean, at least "Kind of Blue" is actually like a genius record. That's a landmark of jazz, and right. n- not only commercially but artistically. But it is kind of like a, uh, uh, you know. It is kind of like a normie thing to be like, oh yeah, you know, I like jazz. I know kind of blue or whatever, or like, right. I know miles well, and, Davis. and that brings us
1: back to Ava. Like Ava is a landmark piece of animation, you know, like, and it's a, it's a genius series from what I've seen so far, at least.
0: Yeah. I'm told it's great. <laughs>
1: I'm told it's great. Um, but it's also like, you know, like kind of blue by miles Davis isn't the only jazz album and it's, it doesn't represent the whole spectrum of the genre by a long No, shot. absolutely not. You know, and it's like you're not experiencing all the great things the genre has to offer if 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 you reduce it all down to like, oh yeah, you know, Kind of Blue by by Miles Davis. Like, it's the yeah. only thing that's worth your time. Yeah, definitely.
0: You know? But yeah, well, it's good to hear uh, that you, uh, you're watching it now, and I, I presume you're enjoying it. I am I am, actually I am qu- quite enjoying it. Um Yeah, man. You know, I I heard I heard someone say
1: recently maybe it was like some article, some dumb clickbait. Someone said like Hideaki Ano is the Lars von Trier of the anime industry.
0: What even? I don't even know what that I means. I don't know what
1: to make of that. That's a very
0: odd thing to say. Somebody um, send me an email and explain this to me because I'm dumb. Yeah. Actually no. Yeah. Don't 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 email. Don't Email or email message us e- at
1: frownroompodcast at gmail.com. You no, know
0: what I'm saying is, don't email or DM me and Doug to to say how dumb we are because I will delete your shit so fast and probably but read ex- explain, it.
1: Explain, explain to us, explain to us a what you know what 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 the the main thrust of Tool is, um, <laughs> and what I'm missing here um and b no
0: you don't get it doug it's so complicated man their music is so complex yeah, to, be fair, you have to, have to be fair you have to have a very I, high IQ. to be fair you have to be fair you have to have a very high iq to um they appreciate you know they music. they
1: use the fibonacci sequence in their verses and um oh my god uh, the filipino sequence the fi- um <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: i i you know and explain to us who lars von trier is you know yeah. I'm told he hates women, so. I'm told he (laughs) hates. I really should just stop listening to people.
0: (laughs) You should should stop listening to people.
1: (laughs) I should should just stop believing everything I hear, just like in passing.
0: Yeah, man, don't be so gullible. I know. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, on the subject of anime, I actually watched an anime movie uh, the other night with our friends that I quite enjoyed. It was the oh, yeah. movie uh, Millennium actress by Satoshi. Oh Khan. yeah, Satoshi Kon. Yeah, I've never. I I would only seen Paranoia Agent from him. Yeah. Which I saw a long time ago, and to be honest, don't remember any of for some mm. reason. Somehow I don't remember any of it, even though it's like kind of an iconic show. Yeah. Uh, I'm told it's great. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: I'm. But... I'm. I'm. I'm sure once you watch it again without the aid of psychedelics I'm sure it'll really really land
0: (laughs) yeah but I liked that movie it was really good it was kind of like you know I mostly I think about his stuff as being kind of dark and fucked up and weird but that movie was really wholesome and kind of uh romantic and it was uh yeah it made me it made me feel it made it plunged me into a a a deep well of sadness and despair that from which I fear I'll never return yeah yeah well and and
1: you know the real tragic thing that guy died i i want to say what was it some eight or something uh, I don't know, the guy was, was only I, like 40 or something like this was a guy the guy who created these movies i mean the it was it was one of those things where the guy died from i want to say pancreatic cancer at such a oh young Lord. age where where you you think like man this guy's like the best era of this guy's work could still have been ahead of him if he if he hadn't been you know, if he hadn't died at such a young age, you know.
0: Yeah, he died in 2010, which 2010. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that happening. Remember yeah, and it's just one that. of
1: those, one of those like real cosmic tragedies. Kind of like, you know, he's it's kind of like he's he's kind of like the Chuck Schuldner of the of the anime industry. You know, to to bring it to to metal music to make the comparison. Oh yeah,
0: finally to get to the topic of the show. You know,
1: Chuck <laughs> Chuck Schuldner. Um, he was the he was the lead guitarist and front man of the band death um, and and he died I want to say around 2001 like like it was it was shortly after the release of death's album Sound of Perseverance um, which at that point that band had made two two albums that the death death had started as one of those like seminal uh, like death metal bands as the name would imply, I imagine. Uh, but but you know on their album Symbolic, um, they had made this pivot to this much more like progressive uh, kind of sound, um, and it was clear their frontman um, the genius Chuck Schuldner had taken like this interest in, in a much more like proggy sound, um, and and you know he had released another one sound of perseverance which was equally fucking genius as a piece of work um but he died after the release of it and one can only imagine just the the kind of incredible um depths of 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 sonic textures that he could have explored if you know if he was still alive um but it's it's one of those one of those cosmic tragedies where someone is just taken far too young. And uh, I think I think Satoshi Kone and Chuck Schuldner are two very similar
0: cases. Yeah, or yeah, I'm trying to think of another extremely talented like, people. Like I've been listening to uh, one of my favorites, uh, Elliot Smith lately. You know. Yeah that guy talk about someone who uh, was uh was taken before his time. Yeah, how old was he when he died? He hadn't could not have been much older than 30. Uh, jeez, he's pretty young. And he was but he died uh well he died he was killed or he either com- he either committed suicide or was murdered depending on who you ask. Uh Yeah. I don't I think the ju- I don't know if the jury is out or not. But uh, he was uh he was 34. 34. He died okay. uh on my birthday, October 21st, 2003. Not the day I was born. I'm not that fucking young. But okay. uh, you know, still my that's that is my birthday, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, he was, you know, and he had a he had a lot of demons. You know, he was like Yeah. He, he had like, you know, addiction Looking problems. Looking at his face, it looks like the face of a guy who
1: battled with some some addiction problems.
0: Yeah, he struggled with alcoholism and I think he was addicted to heroin at one point and Yeah. You know, he,
1: that that's the face of someone who looks older than 34. I know. He always looked like,
0: <laughs> I mean, he looked like shit even when he w- was younger, but like still. Right. Um, yeah. He, he's one of my favorite songwriters of all time. His music is, 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 is brilliant. Genius. Uh, right. It is lyrically genius, musically genius, harmonically genius. Uh, right. It's all, it's right. all great. Um, but yeah, definitely died before, you know, you know, before his time, and probably could have, you know, gone on to make some music that was even better than the shit that he had already been doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like like good examples and some some other like really great examples in metal, of of people who died at, at like a way too young age. And I, you know, obviously the one you you always kind of come back to is Chuck Schuldner, because um, that he was such a like huge example of that especially just because, like, the trajectory of his career had become so, like, interesting um, right before he passed away. And, I mean, he was such an insanely talented guitarist. Um, you just, you won't find anyone quite like him. Um, I mean, maybe you will, but, I mean, it was just, it's just one of those things where you can only imagine what, what he could have created if he was still he was still among us,
0: among us. Ugh. us.
1: I dug my I dug my own grave. <laughs> right. Doug, Doug Henry is going to be the next <laughs> the next one on that list of people.
0: Oh no. <laughs> oh no died by among us reference died by among us reference died way too young that's, that's, before that's, his that's... before his magnus opus uh the toronto singularity the toronto familial. singularity
1: <laughs> which uh banks you've been working on recently uh yeah i finished he's, been, this,
0: he's, I fin- he's I finished two songs so far <laughs> two two
1: guitar tracks have been laid down yeah i had another guitarist for the album and uh well, life happened with, with the other sad guitarist. I won't name any names. I, I wish him well, but um, yeah, it just it wasn't to be. So Banks has stepped up. Has stepped up to the challenge, and uh,
0: it's 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 going. You know, and it uh, is a challenge. Progress, let me tell you, I actually progress think progress has resumed. I actually think the song I recorded yesterday was had parts that were harder than the first song I recorded. Which yeah, didn't... I was
1: gonna say some of those some of those guitar parts later in the song.
0: I uh, definitely fudged them a little bit, um, but uh, I will. You know, if you don't notice, it's fun, It's cool. That's what's I didn't notice. The best. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I it's it's it's
1: it, sometimes sometimes something can look like trash to us, but. But uh, you know, to the to the untrained observer, it, it'll sound great. Yeah. But you know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of make make my make my career uh, based on trying to pass off mistakes <laughs> as something cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, man. You and me and everybody else. <laughs> oh man.
1: Um, speaking of like mistakes that were passed off as things that were supposed to seem cool. Um, I can't stop thinking about this fucking band from the early 2000s i was i was I was listening to shuffle um, and 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 there's this band I've been listening to called machina supremacy uh, that's machine and then a e you know at the end supremacy and i think I think this band is is fascinating in a way all right i've been I, I've been waiting to say this on the show because I, I i have to i have to do a bit about this and and maybe maybe we won't talk about it ever again but this band is is a bizarre fascinating time capsule of early 2000s online culture cuz this band was they were they were kind of the first i mean i guess you could say rock or metal band to really like use the internet and like message boards and stuff as a as their like primary means of of like marketing their music um no other like bands in that genre had had really done like had really tried like online marketing before um and so you could say like this band really like kind of was breaking a new frontier with the way they were doing things like using forum sites and social media sites and 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 like P2P file sharing and stuff to market their music, um, <laughs> and their lyrics like they're specifically very like gamer oriented and like online culture oriented, uh, which dates their music horribly. Um, there's internet lingo like spliced into certain songs, and it and it just it just. It's hard to listen to. It's one of those things where, where you know, some 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 stuff ages really well, and and Machina Supremacy does not. Um, they yeah. So their their big gimmick as a band, one of their things they did was uh, was they used SID station synthesizers, so they had like those Nintendo sounds and stuff, because they are they were the gamer band, right? They're the gamer metal band, um, and. And and like there's there's this very like optimistic kind of attitude about the internet um, in a lot of the lyrics of their songs. There's a couple songs like "Greatest Show on Earth" and "One Day in the Universe," which are like "One Day in the Universe." I think is about online dating, and then uh, and then like greatest show on earth is just like, yeah, celebration of the internet. You know, it's going to be a great time, everybody. We're all free to express ourselves in a way that's like not limited by national borders or whatever. And it's like, boy, if only they knew, if only they knew,
0: if only you knew how bad it would get.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's a very odd experience to listen to, you know, it's one of those, one of those things where, a piece of music just feels like bizarrely dated and, and like, well, also another
0: thing is like when that guy, when that band was like coming up or when they were sort of a thing. Yeah. Those guys were like, how old were those guys? They would have had to have been like, those guys were definitely born in the eighties. Right. Maybe even born earlier than that. Like those guys were on the older side. Right. Like I, I believe so. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one thing to write about that stuff when you're like witnessing it happen, but it's another thing to like grow up in it, you know, and, and have that be your only life knowledge and experience. Yeah. And write I don't about really that.
1: know how old the guys were when they did it, but,
0: um, I'm just guessing, uh, maybe, yeah. hold on, let me look up, maybe let me look this up. Let me look this up. Hold on. I don't know.
1: But like there was, there was an idea, I think, when they when they released these albums that like this music was so like cutting edge you know like that's yeah at least that's how they presented themselves as like hey this is like a really kind of cutting edge
0: um yeah the lead singer edge,
1: for... a cutting edge idea i suppose
0: the lead singer for the for that band was born in 1978 so <laughs> oh dear yeah yeah, it he's comes up it...
1: older than I am by twelve years.
0: Very uh that's some that's some boomer shit right there, son. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it, it already kind of reeks of like, how do you do, fellow children? How do you do <laughs> Hello
0: fellow kids? Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um very, very strange. Um but it, it also serves as just like an interesting time capsule. You know, I, I think like to me the value of it if there's any value is that it it serves as like a fascinating like time capsule for like a specific period in time that yeah um, like the 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 kind of attitude that people had um just about the internet and and yeah and uh, online culture you know just the the general zeitgeist you could say um but Sometimes I feel trying too hard to capture the zeitgeist of a time will will unintentionally date your work just yeah. extremely poorly, you know. Um,
0: yeah, you know that's why you gotta that's why you gotta write music where you let things happen and then you reflect on it after it's done. That's right, a good way of right. doing it. <laughs> I think like
1: there was something I was saying earlier this week where. Yeah, you were talking about, uh, cause cause there was there was something else that made me think about this, and you were specifically talking about the song "Addicted" by Riverside. Yeah, and that 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 song has a very uh, similar problem to 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 this, and a and a very similar problem to uh, like "Fear of a Blank Planet" by Porcupine Tree, where, uh, but but "Addicted" by by Riverside, what there's like some very hard to listen to lyrics like
0: hashtag me and go yeah man it's just it's so very like wait well, i think in that song they make it work decently well yeah you know, the porcupine tree makes it work decently well but it definitely does come off as like oh hey you know I'm, I'm 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 almost 40 and i don't understand how twitter works or whatever it's like you know um well you know hey you know maybe hey, maybe write about something else dude because this wasn't meant for you or something I don't know I don't really have a lot of I haven't really thought over this very well so I don't have like a yeah I don't know
1: I, whole I lot of clear I feel, thoughts I feel about like there's a yet. thesis in somewhere in here that that we can we can reach um, that we can explore but like I don't know I was just thinking like that I think I think the issue I have is when when you In music specifically, I think when you try to like just be like overly specific about what you're talking about, you know, using using very specific language to refer to like you know doing a specific thing. Yeah, Um, there's like a term I've heard in like the film industry called like technological fatigue, where it's like showing showing like the most modern cell phones in movies is. Was for some time like, generally looked down upon, um, like for a very long time. Even after they were obsolete, like flip phones were still used largely in movies. Like older model cell phones, um, just because there was this sort of concept of of like technological fatigue that I'd heard about, where where over being overly referential of like the newest gadgets was was something that was like actively avoided um, i don't know i i'd have to i i don't know if that was the exact term but um i i had heard something something to that effect and i i i I feel like maybe i should research it a bit more just to like kind of get the the specifics of it down but i i think there's um there's even from what i've i've heard this is mostly from friends and i think it's it's worth looking into a bit more but like as for example like how fashion in movies was often just like designed um like for film specifically often uh costume designers would would actually like go out of their way sometimes to give a more like um, like epoch neutral kind of look Um, not not specifically conforming to any fashion trends of the era but like a more general kind of look Mm -hmm. um, historically in cinema where where um and and anyone who knows more about fashion design Um, for film specifically than I do would probably be able to tell you this but like there was I think in in the history of like film specifically like not trying to emulate super accurately like the the fashion and technological trends of a of a specific period it was oftentimes something that um, like filmmakers would would try to go out of their way to To um, do even when a movie is like set in a specific period, Um, just because like overly dating something uh, is kind of like not considered a good idea because it comes off as like kitschy or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. My thought on this is, um, let's see. See if I can say this. You know. Art and especially the 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 song form, you know, like if we're talking about what is basically like a pop song format, where it's like you know you have lyrics and verses and choruses and shit, which, you know, which is what you know the song by Riverside is and what this Porcupine Tree song is and what these yeah. you know, Machine Supremacy songs conform to, right? Is a you know, is is a very inaccurate tool to use to create to do any kind of social commentary. It's not completely useless. Yeah. Obviously, you can have a song that is that provides you know insights into what's going on in the world or can critique the world in a way. But it is it is right. not it is not it's not the most accurate or best way to do that. Um, the best way to do that would be, just be to like you know write about it or publish a book if you really want to get the most accurate or do you know like. Right. A, Four-hour-long You, hour can, long only, you stupid... can only
1: express... Sorry.
0: You were to do, like, a four-hour-long stupid, you know, YouTube video essay about it. But, you know, the song format is very short. It's very inaccurate. So uh, use it to your peril. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, <laughs> it,
1: it seems to me that the best way you can kind of convey something in song format is is usually through, like, allegory or, like, conveying the general feeling. Um, you know, I... I, I I was thinking, like, you know, a really good example of like dissatisfaction with, with, with modernity um, in song was was like <sighs> informal gluttony by Between the Barred and Me, yeah. where it it just sort of it's it's expressing a more kind of the emotionality of it, I think, more than the specific like using hashtags or whatever and, yeah. and you know riverside riverside have have done like songs about technological fatigue as well like um got an anno domini high definition basically that whole album was was like oh we're all we're all you know our attention spans are all destroyed by overconsumption of media you know we're all tv goons i mean this Anno Domini high definition ADHD, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very on the nose. And I, and I think maybe that's also just a problem of being like extremely on the nose about what you're trying to say. Like often if you're doing a political or like social commentary in any kind of media, just being overly explicit about it always comes off as like annoying and doesn't, it doesn't, Read well to me, you know. You have to. You have to have a certain level of subtlety about it. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm trying to think like, like, and you know, the music's still great. I love Riverside's
0: music. Oh yeah, definitely. They're um, they're one of my favorite bands in that I, sort of. I don't era. think that's. A, I don't that think that's area. a
1: detriment to that band at all. Um, I just think like lyrically they're just so on the nose with that stuff
0: oh yeah definitely well i mean you know fear of a blank planet is like that too yeah absolutely um
1: Um, i don't know you said you listened to that new steven wilson album um uh, which one the
0: future bites yeah Yeah. because that one was also kind of about that wasn't it yeah i guess i guess i suppose it was i to be honest i haven't really listened to it more than once or twice not really enough to really give it like a a deep lyrical analysis but i i that that's kind of the vibe I get just from the, you know, from the marketing and all that, you know? So, so yeah, I think it, I think that's kind of what it, I think it's probably, you know, very, very, very easy to say. Yeah. That's what that's about. And, I mean, you know, Stephen Wilson's been on this tip for like a decade now. It's kind of funny. It's kind of one of his things is that he complains about, you know, how people listen to music nowadays, you know, he's kind of famous for being, uh, you know, for, for being against kind like, of curmudgeoning. You know, yeah, for being <laughs> against, like, MP3s or whatever or yeah, the iPod or whatever, you know. Well,
1: it wasn't, like, I want to say the song Shallow by Porcupine Tree was, like, loaded as, like, a default song onto Xboxes
0: or something uh, at some point. That's uh, interesting. I didn't know that. Let me, let me, <laughs> I, I want to confirm this. Big if true. Let me tell you. I, I
1: don't. I don't wanna. I don't wanna <laughs> say this without. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, it was on. It was on mainstream rock radio, but. Oh uh, what? I feel like. I feel like this song. Maybe. Maybe I was thinking of a different song. But like, maybe you're thinking of another song I don't even know if it was a porcupine tree song but it this one definitely um, definitely made some waves but no I don't know I, I thought there was something I was thinking of but probably not that there was some there was some song that was that was uploaded onto like Xboxes as like there's like some default music or something Back when they had the music players, you know. Maybe if I could, I could look up the history of the of the console. I could be able to, I could be able to tell you. That was that was probably.
0: I mean, Deadwing would have been pretty close to like the beginning of the Xbox 360 era, right? Not maybe a little bit before it. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you dreamed this, and this didn't actually happen.
1: <laughs> I, I probably dreamed it. I'm probably crazy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I probably dreamed it. It's all so long ago. It's all, it's all a fever <laughs> dream. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna retract that that statement earlier. I probably just heard it as a rumor. Yeah, um, I'm. To,
0: I'm told that. Uh... I'm told Tool is pretty good. You know, it's in that <laughs> it's in that kind of rumor mill. Ah, oh, damn, dude. Doug is hanging. Doug needs to stop hanging around the grapevine, dude. I know. I need to stop hanging around the grapevine. Um,
1: you know, I I think uh I think uh, an an interesting like one that feels like it seems to be like looking at a specific period of time um, or or like kind of reflectively dating itself in a weird way was uh Haken's album Affinity where it's not hmm. it's not in a way it's sort of reflecting the zeitgeist of the era that it was made in in, in when it was released in 2016 so around that time you had this sort of weird there was that fascination with like eighties nostalgia at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had like shows like stranger things were huge. Uh, that fucking ready player one movie was coming out soon. Uh, the fuck the vaporwave thing was a, was a, it was a cultural moment, you know, but it, it was kind of in full swing at that time, you know, where, where vapor wave and like eighties, that weird, like distorted '80s nostalgia was a big thing, and Hake, I feel like Haken's Affinity that album kind of kind of um, played off of that in a way, or maybe it was kind of a reflective look at that nostalgia. Um, yeah, I
0: don't know. I haven't listened to that album in a while. I'd have to go back and listen to that one again and uh, well, sort of go over that. If
1: you if you look at the album cover here, I'll I'll pull it out. So here we got the album, and, and you look at it; it's very much kind of modeled to look like it's it's like a old, yeah. like Coleco Vision, uh, like video mm-hmm. game box or something. Like it, it, it's it's modeled to feel. I don't know, kind of kind of old fashioned, just by looking at it. You have when you look inside, there's like like the old computer font and stuff yeah um when you look at the song titles a lot of them are sort of referential to like computer stuff um uh you have uh uh, just kind of like an a lot of weird references to like kind of 80s computer type type aesthetics in this album um It's a it's an interesting album though. Uh there's and and uh, like musically the album itself has has you know some a lot of nods to like 80s prog kind of kind of sounds. Um there's like 1985 has some moments that definitely feel like they were kind of playing off of that like 80s rush kind of sound with like the synths and stuff. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I'm not. It, that definitely felt very like intentional, but like none of the lyrics on that album feel very like specific, and in, in like reference to something. But there's there's language on it that it's it's kind of like computer, you know, references and stuff. Yeah. Um. But it's all it's all in kind of a clever way. You know, kind of. Um. Vague enough way, I suppose Um, it's a really, it's an interesting album. I, I still listen to that one every once in a while. Um, But it's also one where I, I feel like just because of the timing of it and like the aesthetics, the album had, um, it definitely was sort of capturing a weird moment in the zeitgeist. Um, If not in a very vague way that I, I think can still, and you can still appreciate the album on its own, and you know for its own merits, all these years on. But when you look at it, like in the context of when it was released, I think it makes it a little more interesting. But,
0: yeah, I don't, I know. don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Definitely, it's interesting. I'd have to go back and listen to it again to to really have any thoughts about that. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, um, man. Yeah, well, this is some heavy stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> that's what well, that's what
1: we go for on the frown room, you know, like yeah. heavy stuff.
0: Heavy stuff. Well, I mean, we talk about metal. What's heavier than that? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a thousand pounds of uh, of uh, of feathers. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> yes. So, um,
1: there was there was a, a a few new, um, songs. There's some stuff to look forward to soon
0: yeah dude there's a lot of crazy shit coming up in the next yes. couple of months
1: yeah so we've got bellacore the melodic death metal band from australia that is ever elusive and only ever releases an album once every like five years
0: yeah yes the preeminent uh uh australian melodic death metal band that sounds like a finnish band
1: right right yes they they um but uh, they're an interesting band because they only they only release an album once every few years. Um, or like 4 or 5 years. But Well, you it's know they're always they, great. It's the interval
0: like- the interval between reases, releases has been getting longer cuz The Frail Tide and Stones <laughs> Reach are only 2 years apart and then Stones Reach and Of Breath and Bone are 3 years apart. Yeah. And then Of Breath and Bone and Vessels are 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 four are four years apart, and now what vessels and uh, what we've this got new coming one up. are going to be five years apart, <laughs> unless yeah. it comes out next year.
1: Yeah, and and so it's an increasing interval of time, but and they don't usually talk much about whatever they're doing next um, when they when they really are working on something new. Um, but it's always good, you know. It's always it's always it always ends up being worth it um it's yeah, like definitely when you get a when you get a reward uh, and you weren't expecting it it always feels that much more satisfying
0: yeah my favorite of theirs is still 2012's a breath and bone that album yeah, is like absolutely fucking amazing still uh one of my favorites of all time probably yeah um yeah you know i Fantastic. listened to Vess. i've listened to vessels a couple times but it, it, it never didn't... quite
1: hit me the same way that that uh Breath and
0: Bone did, I, I'd yeah. say, yeah. But neither did like Stones Reach and Frail Tide either. Yeah. So like I mean they're great albums, but they definitely like Yeah, I don't know. they, they didn't really speak to me as well as no. much. No. Um another to... another interesting
1: single. Um Iron Maiden has a new song coming up. Or a new album. They oh, released wow. a new song. They have a new album coming out soon. I thought they were done putting out new albums. No,
0: they've. I guess they decided they weren't done. I thought for some reason I thought th- that what was it? The Final Frontier was supposed to be their last album, but then they made two more after that. Yeah, right? well, now they've got another one coming out. So, jeez, I mean, good on them for still going strong. I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm told they're a really great band. Oh my goodness!
0: So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah they're no, pe-
1: they, they, they're a really hard-working bunch of guys. Um, and so it's amazing to see that they're still at it. Um, they they must be getting up there in the years now, you know, uh, just as, as people, and it can't be easy doing that kind of style of music. Um,
0: yeah, you know, I can't say I've really... I don't think I've really enjoyed a single one of their albums since they've come back. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I
1: don't really care much for their their newer music anyway like
0: Brave New World has some good songs on yeah, it. Yeah, I like uh, Brave New World. But that was that one. was like 20 years ago. <laughs> right.
1: Like that barely feels new anymore is
0: the thing. Um yeah, they've so, been back for longer than they were gone at this point like right, they've been right. like you know longer than yeah. even like maybe their heyday was like, you know. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I don't I don't know. I don't have much opinions on their newer music. I I kind of look at their older stuff, you know, and, and these are like classics, you know, um, you know, albums, albums like uh, Somewhere in Time and Power Slave and Peace of Mind and
0: Seven um, Son of a Seventh Son, Seven
1: Son of a Seventh Son, Number of the Beast, like these are classic albums, no doubt about it. Oh, um, yes. and And I do I do love Brave New World. I think that's a great album, too. But I also just like can't bring myself to be interested in any of the newer stuff. It's one of those things where the band kind of made their statement, and there's not really much else that I'm
0: interested in hearing, I suppose. Much like a, much like another band who will be releasing an, a record, uh, yes, in, in a uh, little who just while, released a
1: single, uh, uh, none other than the it's much everybody. My favorite. About
0: my favorite band my favorite band that i love and hate in the same way is dream theater <laughs>
1: dream theater yes they released that new song the alien um nine what nine minute single
0: yeah which you know hey that's pretty cool that's pretty pretty ballsy but yeah. you know people are saying people are saying oh it's bold that they put out a nine minute song it's like no, yeah i mean i mean i guess kinda what dream Theater does, that's kind of so. what they do though like their yeah. songs are long like what what's the fuck is the difference between putting out a six minute single and a nine minute single like right th- both neither of those things are gonna get any radio play so we can just kind of throw that out the window
1: right right and like so i like dream theater's last album i think uh, oh yeah yeah definitely distance over time was a great album
0: 100 distance over time was a pretty good album like you know, for, uh, for where they are in their career, it's good that they're making albums that are that good. I yeah. thought, you know, the astonishing was, was utter dreck. And I thought the yeah. self-titled album was just kind of bland and yeah. not that, that memorable. Dramatic yeah. turn of events was okay. Yeah. But, um, really it's been for me since Octavarium, since they made a record that I really felt like had something, had a lot to say. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And, with this new single, um, I can't say I, I think they're going to do another Octavarium, I'll say uh, that. Well,
0: certainly not. I mean, maybe maybe this album will have something about it. You know, maybe, I mean, I liked, uh, I don't even, actually, no, I shouldn't say that I liked the new single, because I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, uh, I, I, I shouldn't lie to the audience. Yeah, it uh, just,
1: it just. I don't know like I didn't really even have much feelings it's like oh it's a dream theater song but it's
0: yeah that's pretty much what I said is like well yep yeah, it's a dream theater song it's
1: a, it's a dream theater song and I just couldn't say much else about it you know it was
0: just very like but it was a dream theater song in a very like bad way right because, it just you felt know, like they, most, they knew what they did years
1: ago and they're like let's just do that again
0: most of the stuff on Distance Over Time was like yeah, this is a dream theater song, but in like a good way. Right, like it felt right. like it had some, it had some polish to it, and it had some like, it didn't yeah. feel hackneyed. It felt like you know, it felt well, pretty genuine. Well, the songs genuine. were pretty
1: tight on that album too. And the songs were pretty um,
0: tight. This new song, "The Alien," just feels like John Petrucci got out a piece of paper and said, "Okay, this is we're gonna, this is what the song is gonna be like. It's gonna have the big te- crazy intro, and then we're gonna have the melodic section that comes in after two minutes." and then we're going to have yeah. James Debris come in and sing and then it's going to have this and then we're going to do the uh then we're going to do the then we're going to do the solo section where we trade where Jordan and I trade fours again and yeah f- I don't know. I mean, what separates this song from a song off of any record they've done in the last 15 20 years? Like absolutely yeah. nothing. It didn't um, really feel like it had much of an identity. Um I, it- I mean I yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, you know, people complain about the astonishing having too many songs that are ballads. But I mean, you know, at least like that kind of forced them to write something that had like a, a like a really core songwriting element. And it wasn't just like a formulaic, like, OK, here, we're going to do our technical stuff. Also, this new song does not seem like any consideration was given to like, oh, yeah, James LeBree is going to have to sing over this at some point. So we should like leave some space for him to sing over it. It's just yeah. like when the vocal comes in, it's just like it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. it it. it... It didn't really
0: do much for me. But I don't know, I'm weird. You know, my favorite Dream Theater albums are Awake and Falling Into Infinity. And um, people pretty much hate falling into Infinity and are pretty much half and half on awake, so it's like I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. I uh you know
1: what I was surprised by though? Who were you surprised new singles? By? I was uh I was very surprised by Obscura's new single. The German oh, yeah. technical death metal band Obscura just released a new single recently. They've got they're another band that's got something upcoming. Um and I will say this I was, you know, Obscura is a band that I kind of go back on fourth. On. Um I think they have some good work um but you kind of have to enjoy tech death to really enjoy their music I think to a yeah. certain extent. Um, but they're, I think they're a touch more, like, catchy and melodic than your average tech band. Um, but this new single, very much like melodic death metal sound to it. It was a lot more melodic, a lot more in the realm of the kind of stuff we, we usually talk about on Frown Room. Um, so it's I cool. quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was very catchy, very nice groove. It was good. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe I'll maybe I'll listen to to the full album. Um. I, uh, Carcass also put something out, which Carcass, you know, being the very like seminal death metal melodic death metal band, I mean, Heartwork by Carcass was one of the first melodic death metal albums. You know, nineteen ninety three. It's kind of a it's kind of an important album. Uh, but, well, I don't know. You know, they released Surgical Steel, their kind of comeback album in 2013, and I thought that was a good album, but, you know, I've, I listened to this new album, single for this upcoming album they're doing, and eh, it's all right. It's just, it's just kind of the same. It's more of the same. Yeah. Um, they they kind of had a formula that they did, and I mean, when they did it with with Heartwork back in '93, like that, that was unheard of at the time. That was something so new and so novel. Um, but you know, it's not such a novel thing anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. I can't. I, I'm not. I don't know. I'll probably still listen to the album. But I, I'm not as excited as I feel I should be about it, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, what I does mean, it mean to, to, to be a band who is, you know, not only past their prime, but it's like you already kind of knew you were past your prime, so you broke up, and now you're back together again. Like, yeah. what you really, like, we don't, nobody owes you, you know, any, any, uh any uh, any attention so so how are you going to get my attention right like that's kind of right. how i feel about it yeah yeah
1: well instead we get we can listen to Bellicor.
0: yeah we can listen to Bellacor, we can listen to uh well anything else uh yeah <laughs>
1: this is this is i mean so we're in 2021 and of course we will be talking about 2021 in retrospect um at some point this year um but i'm curious you know once these once these albums by these you know revered bands like iron maiden and dream theater come out it will be interesting to compare them against the the albums released this year by the very like uh you know these these kind of newer younger bands Um, although colors too, but between the bear to me, like they're not even a newer, younger band anymore. They're,
0: they're like a, they're like a younger, older band <laughs> they're a
1: younger, older band now. Yeah. So it's like, I, there, there was a lot of great albums by old bands this year. And it seems like there's been a lot of great ones by younger ones too. Um, but it, it's definitely going to be an interesting thing to look back on. I think this year.
0: Yeah, man, those new, uh, King Gizzard and the lizard wizard albums were, uh,
1: Oh, how many were there this year?
0: Uh, well, we had uh, the, we had L W, which was the second one in the in the K G L W pair, which are like more microtonal stuff. Yeah. And then we had Butterfly Three Thousand, which is like you know kind of like a pop record. Yeah. Which you know, I microtonal thought
1: microtonal music is usually awful, but King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard are the best microtonal band.
0: Well, I don't know if I'd say microtonal music is I uh, I'm just I'm just awful. trying to I'm trying to am trying a, to connect as a it to sta- the to the thread that salmon. began
1: this conversation.
0: I don't uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> Damn, that went over my head.
1: It's been a it's it's been a while. We've been talking for a bit.
0: Yeah, man. We're definitely going to have to I'm definitely going to want to talk about that new King Gizzard record Butterfly 3000, but I think I'm going to save that for uh later in the year when we do a
1: King Gizzard when we retrospect. do a wrap up
0: or yeah, that too. But definitely when we do our year, of the year, year, of the year, year of the year wrap up year of
1: the year, <laughs> year of um, the year. <laughs> have we, have we mentioned the new enslaved song on the show? Oh so my far? God.
0: No, no, we haven't. Holy shit. Yeah, cause, I've completely forgot about that.
1: Yeah. Another band who has a very long track record and, and who has been around a while that has something new coming out uh enslaved <clears throat> just released a new song and they, so it's off of a, a new ep that they're doing and the single was just absolutely mind-blowing um they're a band where i can see this band having the kind of staying power that it, that a band like iron maiden would have where they just they're able to just stay together so consistently throughout the years um, and just continue to make good music um
0: well i mean they've been, they've already been around for like 30 years now so almost yeah
1: so. they're they're they've getting up there in the years but i mean, I mean what every what time was i Iron- think they can't surprise me like they released this new single from this new album um
0: caravan to the outer Worlds," our new ep um and it's just
1: mind-blowing
0: this one's just going to be an ep i mean we already got a pretty great album from them last year but yeah with utgard this new, e- this new song was, like, one of the rare times that I feel like I've heard music, you know, come out of, like, the metal sphere where it's, like, I don't know what to call it. Like, I heard it, and I have no idea what it is. And it's, like, what? It's, what? But it's like, black metal, but also, like, extremely progressive black metal. Um, yeah, it's, like, um, I don't even know what to call it. Like, it just, and it, like, structurally, it was, had a lot of strange things about it. It was just, like a total mind boggler so it'll be interesting to hear how this ep comes out i don't know if it's like is it gonna have all new songs on it or something like that i don't really know but uh i'm excited to hear it either way
1: yeah 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 i don't know it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to hear the rest of the the ep um and i obviously i'm really excited um Really excited to hear what comes out of that that band every time they do something.
0: Definitely. Every time they do something new it's like it's literally something new that I've never heard before.
1: Right. They're one of the one of the most exciting bands in the genre to be honest. Um your Boys era made a new album.
0: Yeah, that I still haven't listened we, to. We need to
1: talk about that album at some point.
0: Have you listened to it? I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. Well, at least yeah, we'll we'll listen to. It. I'll definitely make a point to listen to it before the end of the year.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, that's definitely gonna gonna be ha- be something we have to do. Um. Oh, uh, a couple other bands that release singles for upcoming albums. Uh, these are more bands that I like, but Archspire and Rivers of Nihil. Um, both. A couple of my favorites, Arch Spire do this very like groovy kind of technical death metal. I know, I know you're not the biggest fan. Um, Not really, no. They play some like really high BPM music. Um, I like them. I think they've they've got a a, kind of a nice groove to their music that I enjoy. Um, But yeah, they've new album coming out. Um, Not much else to say about it. I just like it. Um, And Rivers of Nihil. Uh, they've got a new thing
0: coming. Um, yeah, I'm not they're... really... Sorry, I'm not really you know into a lot of the death metal stuff anymore. I just, you know, yeah. I don't know. I used to like that stuff when I was younger, but now it does not appeal to me as much as it used to. I'm not sure why. Well, it's interesting. We were
1: just talking about, like, Enslaved, which, you know, they're pretty extreme music, but it's, it's interesting. I guess they, they definitely lean more towards, like, progressive
0: and i guess they're black metal too so yeah yeah i like i like black metal a little bit more now than i used to in general um, Yeah. i don't listen to it a bunch but i like the idea of listening to black metal more than uh listening to like death metal at this point which i don't know and that's fair how well do I ex- and so rivers how, how of how nihil they're not that? a purely death to. metal band
1: they're they're definitely more in the progressive death metal side um and so um this this new single they released uh uh, clean uh, definitely leans into the more a bit more of a proggy sound i will say uh, there's like kind of a pink floyd-esque like instrumental part in the middle of the song um some yeah. cool cool solo stuff um I, I i i i'll i'll probably link it to you so you can give it a listen oh i've
0: already yeah, i've heard it
1: i yeah. heard it well, what'd it you posted
0: think posted in the uh i thought it was cool you know yeah i mean they're just not a band that i really follow that closely so yeah that's fair. I, li- I like it. I appreciate it for what it is, but it's not like really something I listen to a lot, you know. Oh, that's fair. Uh, um, yeah. Uh,
1: Kyle dot has a new album in October, and uh, we know Kyle Dot specifically because their guys from that band play with
0: uh with Charlie Looker, friend of the oh, show. Yeah. friend of the show, Charlie Looker from Zero. Psalm... The yeah, Charlie they were Looker. doing Psalm Zero was doing a tour with. With them, uh, when uh, when COVID happened,
1: yep, yep. But they they are doing a new album. Um,
0: I've actually never listened to them. What do you? What even style are they? I don't even know. They're like, are they like um, a? I I think they're they're, uh, kind
1: of uh, kind of like an avant garde sort of band. Yeah. Okay. They kind of do. I want to say they do some like kind of jazz.
0: It makes sense, because like, I mean... I do you know.
1: it's know. It's, it's avant-garde metal, is what I'm told.
0: Maybe we can ask Charlie. Yeah. Hey, Charlie? <laughs> Charlie, if you're listening to this, please tell me what style Kayo Dot is. I should listen to them. They're probably good. I just have not done it, because, uh... Yeah, I, there's so I much I music in this fucking of- stupid world, and I just don't have time to listen to all of it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well... And maybe I'll listen to them for the first time when this album comes out. Um, With all that in mind, uh, I think that kind of covers like all the singles that we're sort of looking at recently. Um,
0: Anything else you want to add? Yeah. um... Uh, No. (laughs) uh september september 3rd new album by ocean sky is coming out titled home i just finished it this summer i believe it's september 3rd it's the first friday in september yep it's gonna be out on Bandcamp. you can pre-order it now it's there it's nine dollars it'll still be nine dollars when it comes out when you get it you can you're gonna get a bunch of bonus tracks that are like some uh, like mostly just instrumentals but you also get a, uh, a album audio commentary that I recorded when I had tweaked my neck and couldn't move my h- head to the side without, being, without wincing in terrible pain. So uh, I, it's probably a rambling mess, but I figured, you know, if I'm going to make people pay for this album that they could get for free elsewhere, I should put something on there that they can't get elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, add,
1: give, them some, give them a bonus, you know, give them a bonus. That's what I think. Like the future of like, like, it, it's weird because there's, I mean, maybe this isn't relevant anymore, but I do remember there was a period where there was like a resurgence of physical media,
0: with specifically with like the
1: vinyl thing.
0: Well, that's you know? still happening. People are still like okay, vinyl that's is still, still happening. Okay. That's still happening. Like, yeah, vinyl I didn't is realize like, it was still happening. Yeah, like there. I mean, there's there are albums that are now like. It's like a big deal. Like they can't they actually yeah. like they can't print enough of it now. Like there's right. so much okay. demand for okay. vinyl that they can't like albums are like released and they're delayed like for, by months because they because you can't put the vinyl out. That's what's happening yeah, with that- Colors Colors 2. Colors yeah. 2 came out on digital, you know, a couple of days ago. But yeah. like it doesn't come out on physical release until like October because there there's so many delays getting the getting the physical stuff together. Most of that oh. being the vinyl. So
1: yeah, so that is interesting, um, and I do think um, it's worth noting. I I think it's specifically like metal music a, a lot um, lately, uh, where where you see maybe a bit more of a, a, a primacy of like physical media or like a a priority placed on physical media, like rock and metal stuff.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, um, that music was you know born and came up with the physical media. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, especially vinyl. And, I mean, the big thing, the re- I think the big thing that vinyl has going for it, as opposed to, like, the reason, like, CDs and cassette tapes were popular is because they were portable, you know. You could take right. them wherever you right. went. But now that we have, you know, more efficient portable media, they don't really have the same, you know, cultural value. Color, no. um, whereas a vinyl is, like, a luxury item, you know. Right. It's, 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 it's a meant, collectible. It's a collectible. It's meant to, like you know, yeah. represent a certain experience and a certain, you know, thing, right? Right. Um, where, and you, you also know,
1: get the album art in, like, really beautiful, like, big packaging.
0: Yeah, definitely. Look
1: at. Um, Yeah, you know, and I, I still – I haven't gotten rid of my physical media collection. Um, I don't think I ever will. Um, part of it is because I don't trust streaming – Um, I I think that at some point the government is going to start removing music from streaming services uh, as well as like corporate entities that that will want to start creating like streaming exclusive albums, you know, like Tidal is going to have specific albums and then like Spotify will have specific albums. I just I just don't trust them. Like, look at what happens. Look at what happened with like Amazon and Netflix, you know and like and all the different splintered streaming services where where you got to go to x streaming service to watch like you got to go to hbo to watch sopranos or whatever and you got to go to amazon to watch the other fucking show and then you got to do that netflix and then you got to go to paramount plus you got to go to disney plus and you got to go to you know like there's all these different streaming services the one thing that
0: i think makes that more makes it impossible for it, that to be in, done in the music world mm. is because with the exception of big artists who are assigned to major record labels, yeah, um, you know, an album is something that, you know, it's easier to get distribution for an album than it is. Than, for a movie. Than it is. Yeah, anybody can go out, there. anybody can go out and make a record and get put, put, have it out there. Like, right, right. Yeah, that's you can't absolutely. do that with TV or a movie. So like, right. The re- no. I mean, the reason, you know, these mov- movies and TV are, like, so tied up in these distribution deals is because, like, the There's whole thing is based money. on, yeah, with, with with music now, like, you know, it's mostly, you know, the record labels and, and Spotify, I mean, they're making too much money off of the system, off of the status quo as it is for them to, like, have any incentive to do anything like what you describe, I think, no, actually. No, no, I,
1: and I, I think that's fair. Um, I still don't trust streaming services, um, entirely. I, well, I have a deep yeah. distrust of of, of the medium of streaming um, just kind of inherently by the nature of it. I also yeah. don't like having my fucking music interrupted by ads.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's a ways around I mean, you know.
1: I'm sure there's ways around it on Spotify. But I mean, like,
0: Spotify, I mean, it's only like $9 a month. Right, and to, right. Yeah. $9 and a month like, to not have to deal with ads is pretty great. Plus, like, I mean everything's on there, you know, um, yeah. but it's no, no, definitely no. And that, shitty. And that's fair. So you're, you're paying
1: mean... nine dollars a month to have like unlimited access to like every music, um, whereas like I've uh, you know I've sunk some 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 money into just having a permanent um, physical and like digital collection. Where I, I also don't like I I like that that if my internet cuts out i'm not reliant on the internet to be able to listen to my music because um, you kind of have to have you know access to the internet to listen to spotify but i mean obviously because the internet is so omnipresent now that's not really much of an issue but you know it's it's the little conveniences i suppose <laughs> i like i like having that that back up there um and you know if the government starts taking music off the internet you know i i, I still have my physical media so
0: the government the government the, the government. government
1: it all comes it all comes back to the government um the government but yeah no it is interesting i i think you're right the the lp thing is definitely a big a yeah big that's a big
0: thing, thing. now it started – it's interesting. It disappeared for, like, a little while, you know, yeah. from, like, the mid-'90s to the 2000s. But, like, yeah, as soon as, like, streaming and digital became sort of the thing, like, vinyl kind of started coming back, which yeah, is interesting. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, where it's, like, so popular now to to have, like, vinyl records and stuff. And yeah. I, I don't know. Does it sound better on vinyl? Like, do you know if there's any truth to that? Man,
0: I don't fucking know, man. I, I, I haven't noticed. I, I feel like, like you the, know – Modern albums that are re- not that are a not recorded to tape that are recorded, you know, digitally hmm. probably and master digitally probably, probably won't sound any different. don't sound that much different. Or if they sound different, it's not like better. But like plus, like with vinyl, you have to have a, a really nice setup. You have to have like, you know, the Just right speakers it, and an amplifier and a good needle and like, you know, the right, you know, there's a lot that goes into it it's not like it's not like a a cd player where you just have a cd player you put the cd and you hit play and like yeah it sounds alright. yeah well
1: it's interesting regardless Um, yeah i think that's all i've got to say for today is there anything else you'd like to add
0: uh i think yeah i think i'm good anyways Well, I think I'm good too. Uh, This is fun. Yeah, man. Well, next week we'll come back and we'll talk about colors too. Yes. Once you finally listen to it. (laughs) Yes, indeed. All right, man. Later, everybody.
1: Dave Dave Browning. Dave Browning.
0: Thanks for listening to the Frown Room podcast. Remember to follow Doug on Instagram at Dougalverse Draws and check out my music at banksdaniels.bandcamp.com and my project Ocean Skies at oceanskies1.bandcamp.com. Follow the Frown Room on Facebook to get any show updates and subscribe to the show on Spotify so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Stay frowning.